What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks. And uh, listen, you, you take 24 hours off from the podcast and all hell breaks loose. There is lots to get through tonight. The Bucks have had a win. They've had a loss. Uh, surgery for Brooke Lopez. We're going to hit that right off the top. That's obviously major news. DeMarcus Cousins made his Milwaukee debut. So uh, there is plenty to get to. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. show daily and also find my work over at espn and joining me the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast uh frank madden today's episode is brought to you by shopify the all-in-one commerce platform to start run and grow your business scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities so start now at shopify.com slash locked on nba that's all lowercase there of uh, uh, as always i should say we always Thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day. And Frank, how about some good news to start the podcast? Yesterday, I was busy. I, I watched the game on delay, which is why we didn't podcast. We apologized to everyone for that. But you sent me a, a message in the morning and you said, I think we should we should call out everyone that has us on the Spotify wrapped. I don't know if that's possible. This is a half an hour podcast, but the tweets kept coming all through the day. It was awesome. It was awesome. And I think the message I sent you, Frank, was these people are crazy. Look how much time they are spending listening to this podcast, but it's super nice. It really is. Yeah, I've got I've got the list up. So I I hope I hope we don't miss anybody. Oh, first off, actually, first off, we said we'd pick somebody to win the uh, Giannis print. A few yeah, everyone's been waiting. Had, everyone's been waiting. Well, I so I went into the um, <laughs> whenever we did the episode, and I responded back to Brian Kurth and. I asked Brian to send us a, a uh, an email at lockedonbucks at gmail.com. And I don't know if Brian just didn't see it because there's no like notification. Because then I was trying to find my comment to Brian right, right. to see if he responded in the thread. And it's like impossible. There's like, at least from, you know, maybe I'm being an old man. I can't seem to find an easy way, in, at least in the, the uh, YouTube mobile app, to like see when people respond to your comments. So, Brian, if you're listening, watching, um, if you're on, I don't know if he's on Twitter, but message me on Twitter or uh, shoot us a note, uh, lockedonbucks at gmail.com, and uh, I will make sure you get that Giannis print that I was showing that that one night on uh, on on this show. So uh, shout out to everybody who expressed interest. Um, we'll see if we can maybe do something like that again sometime soon. But yes, as far as people giving us Spotify shout outs, um, I'm just going to kind of rip through the list real quick. Uh, Josie Mars, Josephine, shout out to to her. Fellow podcaster Josie, um, Andy Nelson, my guy Andy Nelson had very nice things to say about us. Uh, Bobby Portis fan club. I'm sorry, I, it's hard. Uh, let's see. At Deer Cross and Six, shout out to him having us number one. Uh, Easy E Jen Lian, Easy E had some uh, made made a claim for being on the podcast. Um, uh, but but then sort of undermined it easy with uh by the way your, we your let me just honesty. jump in we appreciate everyone that listens to the podcast but i looked at that um you know i mean we've done we've done about 
nearly 300 podcasts in the last year. I think he listened to 40, which, by the way, I'm not, we're very thankful for anyone that listens, but uh, maybe he uses other platforms. It's a pretty low percentage to demand an appearance on the pod. <laughs> I just want to say, I just want to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and and our uh, our other friend of the pod, uh, Riley at Buckstot, um, yeah, also, yeah. also, uh, message us and then and then she just said yeah i while we're at it i request to also be on the podcast so um so yeah but uh uh at the aqua cave um uh also uh, giving a shout out andy schultz um ion um saying nice things about to to us uh let's see who else luke lorfeld thanks to luke uh boogie believer very fitting we'll talk more about boogie um certainly in, in this episode and uh, I'm trying to see if I missed any others. Uh, Les- I think Leslie Moen um, also gave us a shout out. I think Leslie had the, uh, I think Leslie's the, the block. I, maybe, maybe, I don't know. We, we may need to put a challenge out here. I think Leslie may be the, uh, the Locked on Bucks super fan of the year. I think she clocked in with uh, 228 episodes, 8,080 minutes. So Leslie, your tolerance of Kane's accent and my stammering is, uh, is greatly appreciated. Um, I think that was that was those so so yeah keep hitting us up with these send us on twitter add us on twitter um if uh if if you we showed up on your on your spotify wrapped playlist and for those who have no idea what we're talking about um spotify uh gives you these sort of recap at the end of the, each calendar year about what you listen to the most songs and podcasts and things like that so shout out to everybody for listening okay we got to talk about basketball because a million things happened yeah, and uh, I will just say, by the way, I personally listen to Apple Podcasts, so we know that there's a lot of people that you know listen to different yes. platforms. So shout out to everyone, especially YouTube as well. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do that. Uh, let's talk basketball. Some bad news to start, but this is probably the biggest news uh, right across the, the last couple of days here since we last caught up. So Brooke Lopez, we've been wondering all season long. There's been no real updates, which, by the way, we've spoken about it and said maybe there's nothing too much to that. Backs are really hard. They can be finicky. This guy's a giant human being. Maybe they were hoping that he was going to get better. They were clearly ramping things up. They weren't. He's had surgery in Los Angeles, I I believe, as per the release. Uh, Bud spoke after the game tonight, or it might have been pregame, and he basically said, Listen, we we hope that he plays this regular season, uh, and we're hopeful that this recovery is going to be swift and things will go to plan. But uh, I think naturally, anytime you have a guy go in for back surgery, it opens up a, a lot of possibilities here, and it's certainly not ideal. This this can be this could be bad news, and obviously, it's a massive shame for us uh, hoping that we were going to see Brook Lopez on the floor potentially in the next month or so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at this point, you know, you push that timeline out at least a few months, right? Um, there's 70 days to the trade deadline in, in early February. Um, so I, we'll see how much, <laughs> we'll see how much transparency the Bucks provide in the interim about, you know, Brooks progress, but I would imagine we're going to hear a whole lot of nothing. I mean, we're, we're going to, we'll have to see if, if we even hear what specific type of surgery this was, because it's not like there's only one type of back surgery. Like, you know what exactly was it mike tyson um, what's your injury i broke my back my back spinal <laughs> <laughs> doctor said i need a backyotomy uh if you're a, a half-baked fan um so so yeah I, I i think we'll have to see i think um you know you mentioned bud's comments uh before the game this afternoon zach Lowe on uh nba today i was about to call it the jump but nba today on espn um said that 
there is, I believe, optimism that he'll be able to return uh, b- before the end of the regular season uh, and be, you know, available by by the playoffs. Um, but you know, Zach, I think, added the obvious caveat that backs are weird and strange and difficult to to you know figure out, and uh, we'll see how his reacts. And I think, um, you know, I, I obviously we've talked a lot about sort of the lack of communication about what has been going on. Um, I think, you know, obviously the past couple of weeks, Brooke going from, you know, telling Shams that he has a target date in mind to, you know, suddenly sort of disappearing and having surgery that may cost him the season. Uh, I would say that's a pretty obvious indicator that the Bucks all this time really didn't know when he was going to come back and whatever they would have st- said was the, the likely timeline uh, when this started was not going to be accurate. And that's exactly why they probably didn't want to provide a timeline because they didn't know and they didn't want to be wrong. And, you know, I think, uh, again, I'll, I'll just go ahead and, and guess that whatever they thought was going to happen turned out to be incorrect. And obviously his, his back did not respond the way that it was hoped. And again, was he, was he, you know, ramped up incorrectly did, you know, whatever it was. I mean, two days ago, Bud was saying he hadn't had a setback. Okay, well, that was bullshit. Um, so, again, I, I understand frustration from a lot of fans just at, you know, the team sort of basically withholding information about what's going on with a really key player. Um, but, again, I think to some extent it is reflective of the fact that they haven't really known what was going to happen next. And, unfortunately, we don't know. <laughs> I don't think they know what's really going to happen next from here on out either. So we're going to have to deal with a lot of ambiguity. And I think one of the you know, the, the, the best indicator of what's going on is probably going to be what the Bucks do by the trade deadline, because we'll talk about Boogie. We'll talk about Brooks impact. Um, I would say if they make another move for a big man around the break or sorry, around the trade deadline, that would be to me the best indicator that things are not going as well as they hoped with Brooks recovery. Um, but all of that's still, you know, more than two months away. And obviously by that time, you hope that, um, you hope that for one, Brooke is is feeling a lot better and hopefully getting closer to to a return to the court. Um, but if not, at a minimum, you hope that you at least have some clarity around kind of what you know what happens next and if you do have to make um, plans to to move forward without Brooke Lopez. But let me, I mean, let me ask you this: Thank God the Bucks won a championship last year because you know, I if this happened without a championship, hearing that Brooke Lopez might be lost for the season, you know, um, I I would be in a really really bad place. Um, given that he's been gone for six weeks already, it feels like I've been eased into the, <laughs> this, this possibility for some time. It was like, yeah, it kind of felt like that was, you know, the boogie, the boogie signing happens. I said that felt like a bad omen. Some people said I was being doom and gloom, but I don't know. I felt like emotionally prepared for what happened today in a weird way because of the gradual way this has happened. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, wh- how do you foresee this playing into the Bucks? title chances. And again, we don't know for sure if he'll be back, but um, how big of a deal is this? How, how concerned do you think we should be at Kane when, when you kind of look at the big picture of this? It's funny because we've gone through and you certainly have over the last few weeks and you've gone into some of the numbers at how lineups look and how bigs look without Giannis on the floor. Brook Lopez was clearly different because he was a very intelligent defensive big. But, I, you know, I, I honestly think 
one of the advantages, and we've seen this time and time again in the postseason of having Brooke Lopez, it wasn't just what he did defensively. He was this offensive X factor that just had monster games in the postseason going back as well. So the reality is, I, I mean, unless you're trading something pretty damn valuable that I think most people would consider would be a pretty important piece, you're not going to get Brooke Lopez. So then the question becomes, can you still cover that and be a team that can win a championship? Honestly, right now, I don't know. We were discussing it in the DM and I said, well, it's very hard to come up with trade targets right now. And it's obviously very natural to go into the trade table straight away and say, well, who are they trading for? Who can they trade for? I don't know. These things generally seem to seem to play out as they come. I'm, I'm perhaps maybe a little naive about it with the whole DeMarcus Cousins thing because I still think, oh, and, and I don't know. I mean, this was so soon that maybe they, they did know or maybe this was like, let's get a guy. But I, I'm still not convinced that they signed Boogie thinking that he was going to be the answer moving forward. I think they just still needed a big, you know? Yeah. Like that's that's kind of how I'm viewing it. So even though this came in the timing and I've seen it a lot, everyone's like, well, that makes sense. I knew this was coming. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit silly. I, I don't necessarily believe that, but... It's a it's a massive loss. There's no doubt about that. And and I I mean we're going to know moving forward. And as you said, the fact that the trade deadline's still two months away is kind of nice to have that buffer before they make some sort of big decision. But we've seen from John Horst in the in the past, he he's not just going to sit on his hands. He's going to do something uh, if they feel that they need uh, moving forward. I want to ask you about Boogie just before I do. Uh, I'm supposed to make some sort of chiching sound, but uh, I don't feel all that comfortable even though I just did it. So whatever. Anyway, I love that sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store uh, and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Uh, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. So just go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA or lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get a full and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go, go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NBA. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but I found out yesterday there was a subscription platform for TV shows and you've probably got every subscription platform under the sun, Frank. So maybe this doesn't apply to you. But for me, I like to mix and match. Uh, sometimes I'll be creating a million different fake emails to try and get a free trial or something like that. I'm a real tight ass like that. But I know that it's so easy to forget about these subscriptions you have and Truebill is here to help. Uh, they will stop uh, stop you from paying for subscriptions you don't need once or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. So just don't fall for the subscription scam. Start canceling today. At truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. So, again, we thank you for making uh, Locked On Bucks your first listen of every day. Make sure you go across and check out our friends over at Locked On Packers. Uh, in the meantime, they can be your second 
listen of every single day. I, I did see a few Spotify wrapped where Locked On Packers was below Locked On Bucks. That's what we like to see. We want all the Locked On podcasts to be doing well, but Locked On Bucks, Bucks certainly the best. Um, we could go on about Brook Lopez forever, Frank, but we've got too much to get to, so I'm going to press forward. Yesterday, I mentioned that I watched this game on delay, so I had no idea what the score was. We'd already come to an agreement that we weren't going to podcast. And then what do I see in my DMs? Frank popping up. You sure you don't want to podcast tonight with a little smiley face? And I instantly knew Giannis had done something crazy. So uh, we're not going to break down these games a lot, but I really just want to get to the end here. 40 points for Giannis. Can we just talk about that final play, which is like the bull at a gate stampede downhill towards the basket play? I know you guys, and Eric wrote about it, but you guys were discussing, have we seen this before? When have they tried that? And just comparing some late game plays. Can you just describe that in your eyes or what you think about that whole entire situation and where this sort of lies in the the great late game plays for Giannis? Because by the way, that finish was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and I think when you look at some different angles, you you kind of appreciate. I mean, PJ Washington isn't isn't like you know going to be confused for an all defensive player, but he's pretty mobile. And I mean, he actually put a very good challenge when you kind of see yeah. it's like the the reverse angle from behind, um, and and you know how much Giannis had to contort his body to get the shot off like he did, and to put it basically off the like padding there on the bottom of the basket and still angle it in obviously is just you know really really impressive and i I think it was interesting i mean i saw a number of comments um i mean i think the obvious play to think about um is the the shot um that he missed from mid-range uh in phoenix last year um and you know i think the other comment um that and and i mean i can't thinking back to that game I feel like there was so much discussion after that game about whether Giannis should have pulled up for that jump shot because it was, you know, a similar situation where he's coming from the middle, of, you know, basically coming from midcourt, getting ahead of steam, and then he pulled up for the jump shot. Um, and there was so much discussion about what he could he have gotten to the basket, blah blah. But I think, I mean, and and the other comments about like, oh, they they didn't pull the the Chris play where <laughs> Chris Middleton ends up with a difficult uh, three point shot in the near corner. I mean, the most important difference between kind of the a lot of the, the the late game actions the Bucks have run in the past and what we saw today is that I mean they had almost six seconds, right? So I mean that's just like a there's a whole different subset of plays you can run with six seconds versus you know two seconds, three seconds where you know you know maybe you can take a dribble or two with with two or three seconds, but you know I don't think you know, I mean you look at the clock, right? There was two seconds still left on the clock when Giannis scored, um, so. He, he did that in, in about four seconds, right? Which is, that's really fast and impressive, but there's still a number of things that have to happen. And, you know, uh, again, I think the finish w- was not easy. It required, you know, Giannis being Giannis. So, um, you know, again, I don't think the Bucks like suddenly discovered some magical late game play because you can't run that play with two seconds left on the clock. <laughs> but um, with with six seconds left, again, you can actually get multiplayer, multiple players involved. Um, and I thought it was, you know, a really interesting design. Chris Middleton being the inbound guy, another thing that you would never do if there was only, you know, two seconds on the clock, just because you want Chris being uh, available to catch the ball, not be, uh, you know, in that situation, it's a, you know, you have enough time for him to inbound and then go, uh, go be part of the action and, and potentially get a, an open shot. So, um, so yeah, I mean, a great player, make a great play and, um, you know, a pretty wild, what was it? Eight seconds or well seven seconds or so of the game, right? With LaMelo hitting um, that catch and shoot, really difficult three on the left wing to tie it. Giannis coming back with 
the finish to win it and Mikhail or Miles Bridges very nearly <laughs> hitting that prayer of a shot, which I mean, let's be honest with the way that the Hornets shot the ball, especially in the first half of that game, it felt like, I don't know, it, it seemed fitting that he very nearly hit that shot because it just felt like the Hornets rating shots all game long. And man, I, I compared it on Twitter to, to the Minnesota game because it just felt like the Bucks, you know, they dig that early hole um, in the uh, in the Minnesota game. It was a lot of like D'Angelo Russell just hitting a ton of shots. In this game, it was, I'd say, a more uh, equal effort of, of just seemingly everybody, it felt like um uh hitting jump shots hitting three pointers and it was just like when is this going to stop right i think they were 14 out of 29 at halftime then they came out and hit uh three right to start the second half and it just felt like man are the bucks going to be able to get over this hump and obviously in the minnesota game they just never did right i mean it, you, you give up a, expend a bunch of effort to try to get back in the game and sometimes if you don't then make that breakthrough then you know again you just play from behind all game but thankfully they were able to get ahead there i think late in the third you know george hill made a couple plays um, and then in the fourth quarter, I think, um, you know, Chris Middleton, interesting Middleton kind of had similar games in, in terms of his shooting tonight and yesterday in terms of just being really, really cold to start the game. I think he was two out of eight last night in the first half and he was two out of nine tonight. Um, but kind of worked his way back into the game and did miss a couple shots, um, kind of midway through the, the fourth quarter against the Hornets, but then, uh, obviously, um, you know, a huge shot, uh, late there off of Giannis kick out. And then, uh, you know, ultimately they kind of just did enough. And like the Minnesota game, it was just a matter of the defense not really being able to do anything with Giannis. I think he had 14 in the fourth quarter out of his his 40 points. At least the nine assists. Other than the turnover six, um, it was, you know, again, sort of vintage Giannis against a Hornets team that likes to play small. Um, this was certainly not a game where, where you're going to feel uh, Brooke Lopez's absence. Um, and to be honest, I thought this was kind of a tricky a tricky game for uh, for Boogie to make his debut just because the Hornets, uh, they don't have my Mason Plumley right now. They were starting Nick Richards, uh, but obviously. By the way, that's, I, a, that's a fake possible play. Yeah, I know. It doesn't it. It feels like a, that feels like the name of like a guy that I went to high school with, but like is the only guy who I don't remember. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> Nick Richards. He, he went he was in your graduating class. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, he went to it. I was like, what? But yeah, Nick Richard, totally. I saw that name in the box score when I looked before the game, like to see wh who played in their last game, and I was like, Nick Richards, do know do not know that human being. No, no, I, I yeah, I, I actually had not heard of him. I feel like I'm across ninety seven percent of the players in the NBA, but you get caught out, and from time to time, I still remember years and years ago. Now, uh, I went to a game at the BC, and I remember it specifically because it was Giannis Bobblehead night, so it was uh, Bucks in Miami. And we flew in to collect this Giannis bobblehead. And Rodney Magruder was starting for mm. Miami. And I said, there's no chance in hell this name is real. Someone's playing a trick. Anyway, he's obviously he been had, around. He had some some moments, too. He wasn't yeah. just uh, like a, a total random flash-in-the-pan type guy either. No, absolutely. Um, let's get to Boogie. Uh, but before we do, you mentioned the fact that LaMelo Ball went off. And I was watching this game. And I said, well, this is like, of course, this is the case. I know the Bucks have had plenty of wins against the Hornets over the years, but there's always a point guard that kills them. Kemba Walker absolutely killed them time after time. LaMelo Ball had a massive game last year when they beat the Bucs. Obviously, uh, he was big last night banging those threes. So if you if you are a better, then always bet the over on the threes for Charlotte Hornets against the Bucs. But uh, do it at betonline.ag, of course, your number one spot for all the sports action this season. You can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. Uh, from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, 
Uh, they've even got Vegas casino games as well. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's bet online where the game starts. So just quickly before, I want to make sure this isn't something I'm making up in my head before we get to Boogie Cousins. So there was a foul early in the Charlotte game where PJ Washington kind of chopped the arms of Giannis and Giannis looked like he quickly like snapped his head to look back at him. I'm not making up some sort of beef between PJ Washington and Giannis, am I? There's been something in the past. Can you remember that? I don't know. I mean, Miles Miles Bridges and, and Giannis were trying to dunk on each other all night and yeah. uh, Bridges got him once on, actually it was a play very similar to the, the sunblock, Aiton block play where Giannis yeah. basically like, basically had to like blindly go back and try to find the alley-oop and um, in this case, Bridges was able to catch it and, and put it in before Giannis could react, but um, but yeah, there were, I mean, there were a number of possessions where it looked like Giannis was very intent on just dunking all <laughs> over him. And uh, Bridges had that one play where he wanted to go up and Giannis like challenged him and like blocked it, but then it like bounced weirdly up off the rim and in. Um, and it, it seemed almost like Bridges gave him a look and it's just like, yeah, dude, he like blocked your shot and it just like trickled somehow like off backboard and sit right. I don't think you can, conc- yeah, I don't think you can claim anything on that even if you did get two points out of it but um yeah it's i mean it's interesting because they clearly just didn't have enough size to contend with Giannis tonight but um they're a team that it's it's kind of weird i mean they i think i mean i think james rago is a good coach um i think at times like they've in the past couple years like they've had games where they've actually shown a lot of bodies at Giannis and kind of frustrated him at times but then he's also had just like some monster games against the hornets where they just haven't had any answer for him so Obviously, last night was was much more of the latter, and you know, again, uh, down the stretch, uh, man, I would say the officiating um, did not necessarily distinguish itself. There was a lot of focus on the referees uh, throughout that game, um, and you know, I think probably a lot more um, impact from the officials than than I think any of us would have liked. But and yeah, I think you always worry, especially when you're trying to come back. Um, you always worry if you get too wrapped up in you know, officials and frustration and, and getting mad at the, at the officials that, you know, you kind of, kind of lose your focus and, and let your guy, you know, let your guard up and not focus on, on the game itself. Um, but, you know, thankfully, obviously the Bucks were able to kind of battle through that, you know, Giannis got that offensive foul call, which I don't think was that bad of a call. I mean, again, like that at, at the point it was late in the game, I think it was against Bridges um, where he got the ball baseline kind of turned into him, got a little bit high on Bridges and then he did finish, but it, it didn't count. Um, you know, again, would have preferred that just be kind of a no call at that at that stage. But um, but yeah, it was uh, this was obviously a game where I'd say a lot of the in-game tweeting uh, seemed to revolve around frustration with the officials. And, and they were struggling, I think, to sort of keep control of the game, just not not in terms of like there's going to be a fight or anything like that. But in terms of just, you know, the frustration levels from especially the Bucks, obviously, throughout the night was was pretty high. All right. Uh, we are. Uh, predictably we said this was going to be a busy podcast but let's get to boogie cousins uh look he he does look like he's in good shape that's the number one thing and we did mention that the other night on the pod that with all the injuries he's had it makes sense that he's dropped a little bit of weight but he certainly came in uh looking looking like he's in good shape what was your opening impressions from boogie again um limited time but against a team where i know you tweeted about it there was some situations where you're like okay there's going to be lineups particularly when opposition teams go small where he's going to be compromised 
a little bit, but on the offensive end, he, he still has that ability to bully a defender, get to the paint, lay, lay it in. He hit a corner three. Uh, what do you think from Boogie for his opening game? Yeah, I mean, I think for an opening game in particular, it was, you know, an encouraging start. I mean, I think, you know, the most important stat, I mean, again, we don't like to get too, um, too indexed, indexed too much on single game plus minus, but I think with Boogie in particular, you know, the concern is just, you know, can you be effective when he's on the floor for, you know, again, over the course of, of many games and especially then when you get to the playoffs. And I think, again, even if he's able to put up some points, we know last year he put up, you know, pretty good per minute stats throughout the season. I mean, over 20 points per 36 minutes, um, lots of rebounds. But, you know, can you do that in ways where you're able to defend and, and score at a high enough level to win games? And, you know, being plus nine in 15 minutes, I think plus nine was a, was a game high for the Bucs. Um, I thought that was obviously really encouraging that he was able to get in there, able to actually, I think, do things that helped the team. I thought his passing was good. Um, you know, he had a couple plays, you had one on Ubre, and then a tricky one from the left baseline in the second half where, you know, he put the ball on the floor. And again, it's just, it's just very subtle things. Like he's just a guy for a guy who is as big as he is, um, his ability to use his body in ways where he's not just, you know, trampling people and getting offensive fouls, but he's actually able to, you know, get to his spots and use that size and just, you know, guys, little guys don't have a chance against him. Um, I thought that was nice to see. And then. Um, the big three-pointer uh, in the second half as well um, was obviously a, a nice play. He makes makes an unselfish pass to Grayson Allen, who then immediately drives and kicks back to Boogie for that corner three. I think it was early in the fourth quarter to, uh, I think that gave them the lead when it was kind of going back and forth. So that was encouraging to see. I think, you know, the concern, again, he's new to the system. He's still trying to figure out how to play with all these guys. Um, there were definitely, there were. I, I remember two specific moments where he got kind of caught in no man's land defensively in pick and roll. On one of them, Drew Holiday was able to recover and, and actually block a shot, so it didn't really end up hurting the Bucks. But uh, that's obviously the big concern: is just you know, is he going to be able to be a guy that that teams take advantage of? But um, you know, they're going to have to obviously zone drop generally with him. Um, and well, with with Brooke Lopez out, you know, there's, he's really the only guy on the team that you want to play that sort of defense, which ironically is you know what I think the Bucks are has been their bread and butter that kind of very conservative. Um, you know, type of zone drop. So we'll be interested to see, you know, how he adapts to that and can they, you know, get him to be effective, at least in short bursts. You know, that was what Charles Mockler said to you the other day when you were talking about, you know, what what's the best way to use Boogie? I think that was one of the obvious things that, that he brought up is just make sure it's short bursts. You know, don't expect him to be out there for really long stretches because, you know, he's going to get winded. And, and that's obviously when, especially defensively, you worry about, you know, some of the, the mismatch stuff kind of coming back to hurt you. So, um, you know, look, one practice to come in, seven points on five shots, four rebounds, an assist, a steal, uh, plus nine. I mean, absolutely take that 10 times out of 10. Really, you know, understand. I certainly understand why he didn't play tonight in Toronto, unfortunately, with Giannis um, dealing with, you know, that 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 bothersome calf that you're missing both those guys um, in on the second night of a back-to-back and, and really only have Bobby as – as, as your only sort of regular rotation big that's available, they brought Mom, uh, Sandro back um, to, to kind of help fill the, lo- the the void a little bit. But um, but yeah, obviously, you know, will be interesting to see kind of how he continues to adapt. And, um, you know, I, I don't, again, I'm not going to say like, oh, now he's going to have to be a 20 to 25 minute guy because he's going to have to replace, uh, you know, Brooke, as, as you were alluding to. I think this is a six week audition to see, you know, can he be kind of a, a, a 
you know, short burst, 10 to 15 minute rotation guy. And then we'll kind of see where you go from there. And I think certainly um, Brooks, Brooks prognosis will, will be an important part of whether Boogie does, you know, end up staying on this team for the rest of the season, but certainly, Hey, that it would be great if you can kind of recapture some of uh, the stuff that, that made him obviously such a high level player um, before, before the injuries. And again, he doesn't have to be that guy. He doesn't have to be that guy. Um, but can he be, you know, something close to that guy in short bursts and give you a shot in the arm, um, hopefully. And, and again, I think defensively, just being a huge human being with good length, um, that's actually can be pretty valuable, especially in the regular season, kind of on a just night to night basis. So, um, so we'll see, I'll be very curious to see sort of just, you know, generally like what, what the ledger looks like for his offense and defense, how he's impacting the game. Yeah, so it feels like we've kind of buried this news that Giannis didn't play in the game against Toronto, and and we're not gonna we're not gonna break it down too much. The one thing I will say, Pat Connaughton, we've spoke. He's been so clutch. He had the chance. It was a go ahead corner three. I just felt like it was going in. Uh, it didn't go out. It was a weird sort of finish to this game on a back to back. The Bucks didn't quite get over the line, but no Giannis. Obviously, as you mentioned, there was no Demarcus Cousins. We know there's no Shemi Ojale. We know there's no Brook Lopez. So again, um, the Bucks found themselves super shorthanded in the big man department. Um, you know, which is kind of ironic considering us kind of what we were talking about with, with that in uh, Boogie Cousins there. But as far as the calf goes, uh, Giannis apparently felt it in the warm-up. So Bud said they hope that it's nothing too serious and it's on the minor end. But keeping in mind, they play Miami in a couple of days. Miami without Bam Adebayo for an extended period of time. The Bucks do have the heat twice in the next week or so. It's, it's around there. I, I don't have the schedule up in front of me. But... Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're not going to take a chance with Giannis, that's for sure, particularly with a soft tissue injury. We know he's um, you know, miraculous in the way he's able to recover from some injuries, but we'll wait and see uh, with this one, particularly being a, a muscle injury with the calf. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, I, I saw some, you know, pictures of some people that, you know, had apparently come a long ways to see Giannis um, play tonight. Please, if if you are going to make a trip to see Giannis play basketball somewhere, please do not make it a road game on the second night of a back-to-back because you're just inviting potentials for for things like this. Uh, you know, I think the I think the game in was it the game in Boston that he missed early in the season. I think that might have was that a back-to-back too. Um, might have been. Um, and obviously, we've seen them. You know, even if he's not, you know kind of facing a, 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 a really bothersome injury. Those are the games where typically he's going to get rested is, is, you know, the road game on the second night of the back to back. So, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously uh, you hope there's nothing much there, um, but uh, you know, stay tuned. I think Bud kind of danced around it a little bit. I think, you know, didn't seem to be very shocking. shocking. Um, I am, yeah, so, I so. am surprised. Yeah. But uh <laughs> You know, obviously him being a late scratch, um, it's not like he left the last game right and and it's it's been a, a clear problem. So we'll see. Obviously, you'd love to see him back for the game on Saturday night and to, you know, be at full strength or close to full strength, relatively speaking, right? Uh, we're just sort of assuming, obviously, Brooke and, and Dante now being out for some time that, that they're not even really part of the equation for the time being. But, uh, uh, you know, especially after that game, uh, early in the season in Miami. Yeah, you know, you'd like to pay that back a little bit. And, um, you know, after yesterday's game, what the Bucks were a game and a half out of first in the East, which is kind of wild tonight. They dropped down a little bit, obviously, with the loss in Toronto. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, get, you know, obviously the, the, the big picture should always be the first thing in mind. And 
Um, you know, you're not going to rush Giannis back just to, to get, you know, have him play one game, but um, we'll, we'll see, cross our fingers that uh, that really is just a, a little thing that they kept him out for, for very precautionary reasons today. Look, if I'm looking around the league and I'm seeing all these guys that are out injured and, and everything that's going on around the league, yeah, if he has to miss a game from time to time, then just do what you need to do. As you said, the Bucks have all, all of a sudden climbed themselves back up towards the top of the East. So uh, take it easy. It's a long season. Hopefully he's fine. Hopefully everyone can come back uh, and have a quick uh, recovery here. But uh, tomorrow, weekend pod, Lisa Byington, who, by the way, I was watching this game tonight and I was thinking to myself, what is wrong with Lisa scheduling this podcast the night after going on a back-to-back, traveling on the road, going to Toronto, coming back to Milwaukee? But anyway, Lisa's going to be on the show for the first time, which is going to be a lot of fun. She's been awesome on the broadcast. Um, I think still trying to figure out what the hell Marcus is actually going on about half the time. But um, those two those two have been awesome together. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So it'll be cool to have Lisa on. If you do have any questions or whatever you want to fling her way, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter or jump on the YouTube comments as well. And make sure you also check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling as well. The Locked On Bets podcast uh, is good fun. Frank? Can I, can I, can I just, can we just have one final moment? I, I mean, I tweeted about it. Um, like what a fun, I mean, it, it's, it stinks because the Brooke injury on Thursday um, and then kind of that like womp womp, you know, shorthanded loss in Toronto kind of takes some of the edge off. But um, I mean, that was a great game on, on Wednesday against, yeah. uh, against the Hornets and terrific performance from Giannis. Um, he hit, I think, Another one of those turning to his left shoulder uh, fadeaways, which I think people might remember. He hit two of those in short succession in Denver from around the foul line, um, then hit a couple more the other night. And I was kind of tweeting about, like, you know, we're all, we're all used to him taking that um, turning baseline from the left block, you know, so he's basically turning to his right side. That's like the natural way typically for right-handed shot, shots to, to shoot a turnaround because you don't have to really get your whole body square in order to get that shot off. Doing it the other way, Chris Middleton can do that because Chris Middleton's just an awesome shooter and great at those sorts of mid-range turnarounds. But Giannis now doing this in short succession from the opposite side, we've seen him, I don't know, I don't want to say that he's very comfortable shooting the fadeaway, from the opposite side, but um, he certainly has gone to it a lot more than than he has in in previous years. Um, has gotten, I'd say, okay at it. I think he sort of predetermines to go for it a little too much. Like it's not fully a counter move so much as like he just sort of catches it and just like, all right, I'm just going to go to a turnaround here. Um, but him going the other way, kind of corkscrewing, where you have to turn your whole body basically around in order to get that shot off. I mean, that's that ain't easy. Uh, I think he's up to 43% on mid range shots this year. So um, Shout out to Giannis, man. Um, he's good at basketball. And, you know, it's just so nice to enjoy these regular season games and not have the caveats, not have the qualifiers, and just being able to say, like, that dude's an NBA champ. He's a finals MVP. And what a joy just watching this guy night to night play basketball when he's not injured, obviously. Um, but what a privilege it is as a fan that we get to watch this guy night in and night out. Um, and, you know, he then gives us these delightful press conferences on the side, just as a little cherry on top. So shout out to Giannis. Appreciate the greatness. Yeah. I mean, his on-court performances continues to go to new levels. His off-court performances are just, it's skyrocketing. His entertainment value. He's always been a, a funny guy, but he is, he is next level right now. He has never felt more comfortable in front of the camera, it feels like. And, uh, and he's putting on an absolute show. 
which is great. Are you are you a, are you an Oreo dunker, Kane? I assume I they have Oreo. I they really Oreos, and, Oreos. No. Do they no. they have them in Australia? I assume, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I when I, when I was a kid, I we we would get the double stuff sometimes. I'm mm. like a double stuff. You know, that's I don't even know what the point of a regular Oreo when you have double stuffs available. So, um, yeah, I'm a double stuff guy, and I I, I go. I go long dip with milk, take a bite, eat half of it, and then chew. And then I'll just eat the second half and then wash it down with milk. That's my that's my Oreo dipping strategy. Um, I so I guess if I ever meet Giannis, I can share with him my my Oreo dipping strategy. I feel pretty good about it, but you know, to each their own. Enjoy your Oreos the way you want to enjoy them. Well, you know, being Australian, obviously tin tams are a big thing, and people always like. You know, bringing up uh, Tim Tams, which for those that don't know, is just like a, a chocolate biscuit. But someone tweeted at me. I also don't eat Tim Tams. I don't eat much, you know, chocolate at all. Anyway, someone tweeted at me and said, uh, you know, you, you bite each end of the Tim Tam and you can drink your milk through the biscuit. And it's like a chocolatey milk. I, I don't know. It's kind of crazy shit. But anyway, apparently that's what people do. So shout out to the Tim Tam fans out there as well. Um, I think Dally was a Tim Tam fan. So, you know. Good for those guys. Similar. I mean, similar. you're you're just you're just a built bar loyalist. Like, if it ain't a built bar, like you're you're not you're not gonna. You, that's that's your snack. So, yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. I'm about to go for a run this afternoon, so I'm gonna have a built bar before I go. Probably have a built bar um, when I get back. Uh, some people go to sleep with a bottle of water beside their bed. I go to uh, with with a built bar, um, and if I wake up, have a have a bite. Go back to sleep. You're not even getting paid for this ad read. You're just built by weren't even on the show today. It's unbelievable. You're just talking. You're just talking about your 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 weird lifestyle at this point. Straight from the heart. All right, let's get the hell out of here, Frank. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, and uh, I apologize for. I really sincerely apologize for not being able to pod after a classic Giannis performance. But hopefully, we have got more of that next week. Uh, like I said, we're going to pod with Lisa tomorrow. Make sure you check that out over the weekend, and then we'll be back. Uh, next week as well. So for Frank and myself, we'll get-